jump in and start talking or texting. Well, whatever. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have, um, we're going to try to get in touch with So we have the first gubernatorial debate tonight between Tony Evers and Scott Walker. One of the guy, a guy who was not invited to that, Phil Anderson. Uh, he is libertarian for governor, Phil Anderson. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to track him down and get him on the phone because he's not invited to that debate tonight. And the debate being held by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, we are a part of the WBA. Uh, we are, um, Dick Record is past president of the WBA. Uh, I, I in, in this particular case, profoundly disagree with the WBA in having only Tony Evers and Scott Walker on the stage for this particular debate. I, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I get it, right? Because... The members of the WBA make a pile of money uh, during political campaign season, and um, that most of that money—I mean, the vast majority—it's not, not even close, right? Almost all that money coming from uh, those uh, organizations that support Tony Evers and/or Scott Walker, or it's just coming from those campaigns. And so, why would you bother putting Phil Anderson on the stage? So. I profoundly disagree with the WBA and, and not having Phil Anderson on the stage. Again, we are a member of that organization, and I am disappointed that we are at this moment. I just, it's not, it's, it's unfair, and it's not reasonable, and it's something that, it's, that should be an embarrassment to anybody who is a member, frankly. So I know I'm, you know, I am, that's one of those things that when, my, when I say things like that, my bosses cringe. And they hope that nobody's listening. <laughs> and I'll hear about it later. Uh, but it's embarrassing. It's it's just not, there's nothing reasonable about it. You can't eliminate, you know, Phil Anderson is, yeah, he's not polling 30%, right? But he's never going to if you just lock him out and pretend he's a fringe dude, which has been the case all the way along with political parties. So I don't know. We'll talk with Phil. We're going to track Phil down. We're just going to talk with him and see how he's doing. He's They're, they're having a... Uh, they're protesting the debate tonight. He's going to have a protest in, uh, the, so the debate is at WMTV in Madison. So they're going to hold a protest there. Uh, and I, I, you know, I think it's a worthwhile cause. I don't know why. Their criteria is um, the candidates have to be polling 10% as well as having $250,000 in funds raised. I don't know what, I, don't, I, I honestly, I don't know what Phil's got raised for money as a libertarian. But uh, I know he's not polling 10%, um, but he wouldn't ever poll 10% if there's never going to be any exposure for a candidate who is not part of the mainstream party. So I don't know. Well, again, we'll try to talk to Phil. We'll, I, he, I think he's on the road right now. We're going we're gonna to track him down and see if we can give him a call and see if we can find out. Um, in fact, we're gonna think that, I think that Rick can probably read that number. So we'll have him give Phil a call right now. Phil Anderson, hopefully we'll be able to find him. He said he's uh, he should be uh, on the road and uh, be able to take a phone call. So we'll, we'll call him and then we'll uh, we'll we'll try to try to have him on the air here very shortly. Um, this and we we uh, Brad Williams, our reporter Brad Williams, called in yesterday and was uh, had news about the Lacrosse Park and Rec director Steve Caroline uh, retiring from the Lacrosse City Park and Rec department. Um, I am, um, it's, it's, it's funny because, uh, there's a lot of disparaging things that, um, were said immediately about that. And I just, it was, I wanted to address that, but we'll, we'll talk about that, but we do have it. Is it, do we have Phil Anderson online? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to get to, uh, we're let's, let me, let me reset here. 
I'm going to take a, uh, a quick break here. We're going to reset, and we're going to come back with Phil Anderson right here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. On the air right now with Phil Anderson, candidate for governor, running uh, as a, in the, on the Libertarian ticket. Uh, Phil Anderson uh, joins us here. I, I don't know. If, and and uh, Phil, are you on the road right now? Are you driving? I am on the road. I okay. just did a media appearance in Milwaukee. So I'm on my way back to Madison. Okay. Got to get back in time for our protest today. Yep. And so, and I know, and I set the stage for this a little while ago, but you're protesting the exclusion uh, to the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association gubernatorial debate, uh, which will only have Tony Evers and Scott Walker on the stage. Uh, I, you know, big problem with that, of course, is that you're not there, but um, that there there are other candidates on the ballot who are not there either. Exactly, there are six of us on the ballot for the Wisconsin governor's race. Uh, because the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association set the criteria unreasonably high, uh, all four of the candidates are excluded from the debate uh, tonight and the next one. Is there now? I, there is part of this protest tonight is also promotion of the Edgewood High School gubernatorial forum on um, on Sunday, I believe. Do you? Yes, know, we're promoting I, that as an alternative. Okay. Uh, four four of the six candidates. Um, I've already confirmed attendance at the forum on Sunday. Uh, we did invite the Governor Walker and Superintendent Evers. Uh, Superintendent Evers asked if he could send a surrogate to send somebody else, and we said no because this is, uh, you know, for governor candidates, not their representatives. And we didn't hear back. As far as I know, Edgewood didn't hear back from the Walker campaign. Uh tell me what's what's the biggest not not in this particular campaign, but what is the biggest problem with this? From in, in you know I don't know an existential sense what is what is the issue here for you in relation to keeping candidates who are on the ballot out of these debates? Well, the problem is that they're sponsored by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, whose biggest customers during a lot are Democrats and Republicans, and the West have both here in the state and from uh, the rest of the country to spend. So um, you know every election cycle, it's the same thing happens. The broadcasters, rather than doing what we might be considered as their civic duty and providing uh, access to all the candidates uh, in the debate uh, cycle, in the debates that they discuss, they exclude uh, one who's not aligning with them. There's a clear conflict of interest. And because they're not just one individual broadcast entity, but rather represent um, all of the television stations and radio stations in the state, then that effectively um, excludes us from the state conversation as well. So it you know, one of their criteria is polling numbers, uh, which are helped when when candidates are seen in debates. And if you're not in a debate, then you're not going to poll as well. So it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy is, is one of their criteria. Now, just, I mean, just to be clear, we are a member of the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. I made that very clear. To, and I, and sure. whenever these issues come up, I make that very clear. I am not a fan of excluding candidates from debates, especially based on what might be seen as a somewhat arbitrary criteria. Um, Do you see this as, I mean, does this end at some point? Does this change at some point? How does this change at some point? I'm I'm losing you a little bit, but hopefully you can hear me. Yeah, I can. Um, it's It's not impossible to change it, but the entity that makes those decisions is the Wisconsin Broadcast Association Foundation Board. Technically, they're the ones who spot. And as we found out recently, 
at least one of the, the members of that board who had to resign recently is relatively politically motivated to the right. point where they'd appear in a, a campaign commercial. So I don't think the rest of the board, um, you know, can't make characterizations about their political goals, but certainly their their uh, their business goals in that they represent um, television and radio stations who, you know, make a lot of money during this cycle is clear and there's a conflict. As a matter of fact, the state journal, or uh, I think it was the Journal Sentinel actually just reported uh, yesterday that the um, that the uh, the big statewide campaigns have already spent over twenty five million dollars on television ads since August. So obviously, <laughs> there's a lot of money involved in this business. Yeah, there is absolutely. Uh, Phil Anderson is Libertarian for Governor in the state of Wisconsin, and uh, there is a, a, a debate tonight between Tony Evers and Scott Walker and um, Mr. Anderson and every other candidate who's on the ballot has been excluded. There are six candidates altogether that you'll find on the ballot come November 6th. Uh, Mr. Anderson, I, I'm wondering uh, what would you bring to the debate were you there? What sort of issues would you would would surface to uh, would come to the surface uh, if, if you were included? Well, our main issues consist of three different topics. Number one is getting rid of the state income tax, which um, is basically a blank check to the state government. And that, those are the funds that, that they use to fund things like the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation and other projects that basically go to uh, people that are friends of the, uh, the current administration or are friends of both major parties. Um, so we want to get rid of the state income tax and look for ways to fund state services um, that are more directly attached to what they're doing for it. So, for example, the gas tax goes directly to roads. It funds like 91% of roads in the, in the state, and, um, and uh, property tax goes to fund uh, public schools. So those make more sense in terms of being accountable. Mm-hmm. The second thing is more local control. Now, you won't find, although Tony Evers has given a little bit of lip service to it, the idea that government doesn't need to be as centralized uh, as it is now um, is not really being brought up in the campaign. And when we know just you know, even just doing business, even the fact that, that you're interviewing me as I'm driving back from Milwaukee, uh, there are a lot of functions of the state government now that don't require everybody to be in the same place and that uh, that can be done on a more local level. Um, so what we're advocating for is any and all functions of the state government that can be done on a more local level, municipality, neighborhood, whatever it might be, should be pushed to those levels because there's more efficiency, more accountability, more transparency. And, and last of all, uh, we are in favor of uh, a business climate in Wisconsin where corporate taxes are low, where it's easy to do business, easy to start a business, regulation is low, and not the government, but in essence, one of the major parties taking control of picking winners and losers in terms of how money is distributed, taxpayer money is distributed to organizations, not like not even like Foxconn, uh, as one example, but the Kimberly-Clark thing that came up recently, and even an organization like a business like Quintrip that got a $200 million grant from the WEDC a couple of years ago when clearly they're um, doing well enough that they shouldn't need that sort of help from the government. Uh, we believe that Wisconsin people and employers and small businesses know how to best support their economy. If we leave that tax money in their hands, that um, they'll make good decisions that benefit their communities and all those multiplier effects that people tout about projects like Foxconn still exist. They're just more disaggregated uh, amongst people that already live and work and own businesses in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, we we talk on a regular basis on the air here about issues just about, uh, you know, Foxconn, picking winners and losers, that types of thing. And, and 
we have people who self-identify as libertarians who are very frustrated that more of this message is not getting out into the mainstream. Beyond appearing in a gubernatorial debate, is there something else that your party can do? That 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 philosophy. How, how can how can you make more headway so that um, you know maybe four years from now there is there is a better chance that you wind up in a debate? Well, we remain on principle no matter what. The Libertarian Party is different from the Democrats and Republicans who tend to go whichever way the wind blows on particular issues. And you can see that oh, yeah. in Democrat historically Democratic positions on uh, immigration, the war on drugs, things like that, that change over time. And even Republican positions on supporting public health care and things like that change over time as well. We're committed to a philosophy that doesn't change, and that does include specifically the idea that government shouldn't be involved in picking winners and losers. So what we try to do is to keep our nose to the grindstone and keep a watch on what uh, the major political parties do when they're in office and point that out so that people don't get fooled every election cycle into believing that somehow this time things are going to be different when, in fact, if you look at it historically, they're not. So we just stay on message. We stay on principle. And we fight to get more candidates on the ballot. We fight for um, any, any fight that we can fight to, to represent this point of view because we we believe it's, it's true and, it, and it's... Uh, going to be true over time and that we can stick with it. And I think people respect that about uh, libertarians is that we, we do thrive and, and live and campaign and govern on principle. Bill Anderson, libertarian running for governor in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, so as, as you probably know, during the Senate debate, and at this was a Wisconsin Broadcast Association event as well on Sunday, the issue of legalization of marijuana came up. Uh, as you know, there are 16 counties and, and a couple of cities that have a, a ballot measure on uh, November 6th, an, an advisory measure in relation to a legalization of marijuana. How sick are you of being asked about that issue as a libertarian? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been, we, the Libertarian Party, since its inception in 1971, has been in favor of legalizing marijuana. Um, and not just to smoke it, although that, or to use it in whatever recreational way, that's certainly a personal freedom that we respect. But we've seen since the war on drugs started in the early 70s that it's had a disproportionate effect on incarcerating black people, uh, and especially in Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin has, a, has like the second highest incarceration rate uh, for African-Americans in the country. And there's a, a grave injustice done because uh, a lot of the, the, the reasons that um, a lot of those folks are in jail and have been incarcerated is because of their choices to, to uh, use marijuana and the war on drugs and the racist intent and the racist effects of that war. So we've been promoting the legalization of marijuana, not only for, uh, you know, personal freedom purposes, but also criminal justice for, you know, 40 some odd years. Another important thing to remember about that issue, though, is that while some of the, the county referenda have to do with just medicinal, they're not all about recreational, that our veterans who come back from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and come back from other places want to be able to use marijuana as medicine so they don't get stuck on uh, opioids. If VA had the option of prescribing that, they we'd have a, veterans in a lot better shape as well. Um, so it's a huge issue that reaches across a number of spectrum, so, and also the economic uh, benefits of of this state, where we uh, just legalized hemp, although it's pretty strictly controlled by the state government. The idea that we could that we could add to our our economic base by, um, by producing more hemp and cannabis related products is tremendous, and so we should look at it in that regard as well. There's a lot of reasons to talk about it. We were first to the table on the issue, um, and I, I will point out, as I'm sure it was made clear in the Senate debate, and also in the rhetoric, 
by uh, Tony Evers and Scott Walker that their positions on it. I mean, Scott Walker doesn't think it should be legalized at all, and really still thinks that you know your your rope and your in your grade school gym is made of hemp. And somehow that's a gateway drug. But Tony Evers' position is weak as well because he's looking for another you know, for a statewide referendum yep. when the people that represent uh, that are fighting for legalization are already fighting for county referenda. And the polling shows that people support legalization already. All right. Well, I, I'm hearing from your answer that you're apparently not sick of being asked about it. So I, I figured you would be at this point, but apparently you're okay with it. Look, uh, well, I'm not tired of hearing about it because yeah. I just think it's being mischaracterized and, and used in a way by Democrats and Republicans so that they can control it. Let's not forget how much, uh, uh, how many campaign contributions come into the, the um, Democratic Party and Republican Party from big pharmaceutical organizations, big paper, big energy that have historically been against legalizing marijuana for marketplace concerns. And once they get control of it, they'll be happy to have it legalized because then they'll be profiting from it and not you know, your average person, your average entrepreneur. Well, uh, Phil Anderson, let me tell you that I, on behalf of my listeners, I, I will tell you that we would be all, um, I think, served better if you were in this debate tonight. Um, and I'm... I'm uh, I'm sorry that the Wisconsin Broadcast Association did not see fit to include you. Hopefully that will change sometime in the future. I agree. I appreciate your summit, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to fight. So people should just uh, follow us along at TeamGov, T-E-A-M-G-U-V.org is the website for the campaign. The state uh, party website is LPWI.org, and we're also both organizations active on social media, and we'll be protesting tonight. Hopefully that'll make the news, too. Okay, good stuff. Phil Anderson, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much, sir. Thanks. Have a good evening. All right. You as well. Phil Anderson, he is a libertarian running for governor of the state of Wisconsin. Uh, like talking to him. It's, uh, it's always good stuff. Uh, you know, he, he uh, included uh, the, the sites, the, um, the links to uh, the website there. We'll try to get those up on Facebook here so you can get a better view of what's going on there. But you know what libertarianism is all about, right? And um, again, it's... Right, so he's not he's not polling in the ten percent range. It's like the six percent range, and it's not about a viable ballot option necessarily. Although it could be, a lot of it has to do with the ideas that come up during a debate, which allow candidates to separate themselves from each other, but also to, to introduce new ideas so that we're getting off of the same scripted dialogue that that dominates these these contests that are always between Democrats and Republicans. And I think if anything, in the last two years, we've learned that we need to do something more than that, right? So we'll talk to him again, for sure. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line, more to come, stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZ, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. On the phone with none other than Kaya Fox from Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity, Wow. Oh, I could probably just start that one over and I'd be fine. Um, But anyway, those people who are actually, who are uh, uh, supporting us this hour, as a matter of fact, but uh, Kai, you've got a huge party coming up. Tell me about it. Absolutely. So we are doing a home cooking for Habitat celebration for Habitat for Humanity next Thursday. So that will be October 25th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. It's going to be at Colgan Air Hangar Number 4 right there on French Island. It's a free event. There's going to be food free beverages, uh, we'll have beer and wine available, and then also live music from Andy Hughes from Tug, 
and just a big, huge, wonderful celebration, kind of the biggest celebration I think we've ever done at Habitat for Humanity. And it's a celebration of all the great things that we've done through the years, and then just celebrating all the great things that we want to do in the upcoming years, and launching our capital campaign in the community that will raise funds so that we can be more responsive and do more great things for our community. Well, you've already had a, like a great season of doing great things. I mean, I, did, am I right? You, building four oh, yeah. houses? Is that, I mean, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, they built four houses? Yes, we yeah. have built four houses this year, and that's our, we have never done that before. Yeah, that's huge. So, um, I mean, can you... We've about one house a year, and we know that we can do more in this community, and so that's why we are celebrating, you know, all the things that we want to be able to do and all of the great things that we've been able to do this past year or so. Okay. Now, do you want people to sign up before um, before they go, or is that... Uh, is oh, absolutely. Okay. We want to feed everybody and make sure there's enough okay. beverages for all. So if you go to our website, habitatlacrosse.org, you can sign up for the event so we know how much to bring, so everybody leaves happy and full. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. All right, well, that sounds like a, a super fun party as well. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, make sure that people get there. And again, the date for that is what, Kaya? It's October 25th, so next Thursday, 5.30 to 7.30. Just around the corner. Kaya Fox, Habitat for Humanity. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Kaya Fox, Habitat for Humanity. Oh, that's going to be a party. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's nothing like having a, a kickoff for a capital campaign in an airplane hangar. <laughs> That's the best. That is the best. All right, 608 What for if you'd like to join us here on the air? 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, call in or text in either way you get in. We had Phil Anderson on just a little while ago. Phil Anderson, Libertarian for Governor in the state of Wisconsin. I had someone, I talked to someone not that long ago. We were talking about um, that age-old... Uh, belief that if you vote for your for a libertarian it's a waste of vote and uh and you know and it's not libertarians on everybody's cup of tea either right so and i think that a lot and this is the thing is that it's not I, there's this perception that libertarians are are kind of like republicans and, and yet they're it's it's not like that really it's 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 not it's not like republican light or republican hardcore or a little bit of Republican with a little... It's just an entirely different thing. Um, and I, I think that at some point, as when Americans begin to weary... And I feel, like it, I feel like we're already there. I feel like we're already weary of party leadership in both the Republican and Democratic parties. And, and in fact, nothing tells me that more than the election of Donald Trump as president. Because that was all about the repudiation of traditional... Republican values. And so I feel as if libertarians are on the verge of some sort of breakthrough in state politics as well. Now, everybody goes back to Ed Thompson, Ed Thompson, Ed Thompson. You know, he got those uh, whatever, that 12% or whatever it was. And yeah, all right, all right, all right. I just, I feel that more people believe in our regular, as we go about our regular everyday lives, that that, that, um, more people believe in in what Phil Anderson is selling than than maybe admit to themselves right now. You know, I just I, and, and maybe not. I tell you what, though, I I'm frankly and I am you know I'm not supposed to I don't think I'm supposed to criticize Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. In fact, there's probably some sort of contractual thing that I'm 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 probably I'm going to get in trouble for this. But I'm disappointed. I'm I'm frankly I'm I'm. I want to say I'm ashamed because I'm not necessarily, I don't know if I'm ashamed, but I am, I feel like it's, 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 
a grave injustice and a travesty, and it's an abuse of the licenses that we are granted by the FCC to not allow viable candidates on the stage when you when you dictate the terms of the debate, when you are the ones who are in control of the airwaves. I just, I don't know. I'm not in agreement. I don't like it. Everybody in my company is cringing right now. Can't stand me saying that. I'm going to get a call tomorrow probably. But it's just wrong. That's all there is to it. All right, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. What do we got? Let me go to the phones. I'll go to the phones right now. I got some text messages. I got some phone calls. I got all kinds of stuff going on here. Uh, let's go to Joe first. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. Hey, don't you think that most libertarians are constitutional nationalists? Oh, boy. Um... I mean, I no negative connotation or anything, but I, I think that most people who love the idea of the United States of America are constitutional nationalists. Yeah. And when you try to align everything that goes with that, I mean, it's just like a, it points right at the Libertarian Party. Yeah. 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 But you can't. If you want to play the game, you know, you kind of have to do the whole two-party system. Mm. It's it's the money that speaks, and there's no money in libertarianism. No, so no, there's yeah, no, no, no. Actually, Joe, that's that's exactly the point. Is that there's no money in that because because they're not they're not. I mean, they're not getting uh, carpet bombed by. By groups associated with the Koch brothers or Tom Steyer or 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 George. Well, you and I both know that the whole political landscape. I mean, our eyes would open totally different to the actual values of America if money was out of politics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, though, I just I think that you would actually. You kind of have to have your own ideas, but then you have to put them into the pipeline of the fast track, the money. I mean, that's where everything happens, is where the money is. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. any chance of getting, seeing anything done that you would like to see done for America, you have to kind of throw it, you have to jump into that pipeline. And maybe you'll surface, maybe you won't. It's a huge gamble, but it's mostly about the people who put the most money in, get Mm. the most bang for their buck. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But I think most Americans... If they sat down and actually got out of that, you know, pulled themselves out of that, they would see that they lean more towards libertarian values, American nationalism. I think a lot of Americans would. Know- yep. I think a lot. I think there's not. Uh, I, I think there's, I, there's Americans, uh, many, many Americans that find what uh, guys like Phil Anderson say are are absolutely not anywhere close to where they want to be. But I think that the first step on that road is voting for Trump, and I think Trump is the first step for libertarianism. Do you? And I think it totally shattered the norm. I suggested that, but I think that. It, do you think that that's really the thing? Is that that was a that was a shot across the bow yep. for Republicans? Yep, I think. Okay. I think the biggest. I think the biggest gain now is going to be by libertarians over the next uh, course. Yeah. After Trump's done with his eight years, I think the Democratic, the Republican. Those barriers have been flooded over, and it's a whole different idea of politics now. And you're seeing that, you know, with the rage and the inferno. But uh, 
I think when it shakes out, it's going to be uh, American nationalism is going to win over. Okay. We always have. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And I mean, interesting uh, um, evaluation of that and what libertarian is. Libertarianism is, I think, I wonder if they were just called the Liberty Party, if they'd do better. 608-785-7914. Tom is on next. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Well, you just raised a good question. Uh, call them the Liberty Party. They may uh, make ground on that because uh, libertarian, uh, there's a bunch of people out there that kind of think, well, libertarians are liberals, and in, in some ways they are. In many ways they are, but they're technically uh, also constitution-loving people and freedom-loving people. Uh, so here's a couple things. First of all, you are absolutely right, Mitch, and I appreciate you speaking up. It's disgraceful that this man is not allowed to be in the debate tonight. Now, having said that, I will tell you that you said that a vote for libertarian is a wasted vote. Well, not if your libertarian can win. The trouble is libertarians are not going to win in this governor's race. And I would tell you, and this I don't know, but I, I know a fair amount about it, so I'll tell you that 9 out of 10 people that consider themselves libertarian are more, Democrat, more Republican than they are Democrat. So, yeah, and yeah, Tom, I just want to, and, and I, I want to clarify something before you go on because I, I did not, that's not my belief, and I did not say that a vote for a libertarian is a, a wasted vote. I did not say that. I said that well, as I a think, common held, commonly held misconception, and yeah. I, uh, but it is not something that I hold to. I do not believe in that whatsoever. I okay. think that well, you 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 vote they, you vote who uh, the the best uh, who who best represents your belief system, and uh, you know. It, it, and change does not happen, uh, lasting change does not happen overnight. Well, that, that's an excellent point. And uh, I, I would, uh, I, I vote based on what's good for my grandchildren because I've already lived a great life. And, uh, and a libertarian approach would be a very good thing. Uh, and, of course, the only thing I can do is vote Republican because if I don't vote Republican, Republicans don't win, and the Democrat Party is clearly... Uh, leans way too socialist to be a sustainable uh, society. Right. So well, I look. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Yeah, I think that if we learn more about alternative parties, I think more would embrace alternative parties, whether it be libertarian or something else. Let's go. Let's move on. I don't know. What do I, mm, lost track here. What am I on? Am I Jim next? All right, let's go to Jim then. Jim, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, Mitch. Yep. Oh, there's so many things I wanted to talk about. The latest, latest thing you talked about, the election of Donald Trump is sure. a repudiation of the Republican Party. And actually, I think he is, he more clearly represents what the Republican Party sh- should have been doing all along. And there's so many things that he's done that it's just like, wow. And he's not a typical politician, so that's, you know, but he doesn't take no for an answer. I remember all the hearings that former uh, Republican presidents uh, had for uh, Supreme Court justices and how they just caved and folded. And it's like, if anybody's going to get anybody through, it's going to be this man right here, Donald Trump. <clears throat> but I also want to talk about libertarianism. Mm-hmm. When, when I hear that word, uh, and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I just think I hear I hear legalization of drugs in general. Hmm. Is that a fair characterization of their policies, what they stand I, for? I hear liberty, frankly. So I don't hear that. What I hear is liberty. What I hear is fewer constraints, 
no, on my on my rights as an American citizen. That's what I hear when I hear the word libertarian. I mean, part of what they're you know, and I don't know from my understanding what the, when they've talked about um, marijuana specifically, it um, it's you know to them this is not something that needs to be uh, regulated and um, you know uh, uh, by but well by the federal government. It's not something that needs to be. Um, other than are not regulated, but uh, like made illegal by the government. But um, what's that? <laughs> kind of like our health care. Yeah, right. Sort of like that. Yeah. Um, right. But but what I but I also hear is that there needs to be less of less of our money going to to fund policies and and um, and and creating a an, a national force overseas and. You know, doing all the things that that is really good for those who are supporting those efforts through big dollar donations to our lawmakers, but not great for us. Like projecting power overseas is fantastic for softening up areas of the planet for our for United States corporations to do business in. Uh, you know, like the. Phil Anderson, we talked to Phil Anderson a little while ago. Phil Anderson, Libertarian for Governors, being excluded from the Governor's Debate tonight, uh, the w, uh, WBA's Governor's Debate tonight. He talked about picking winners. Talked about picking winners. Not just Foxconn, because that's like the picking winners of all picking winners. But he talked about Quick Trip. I love Quick Trip. Love the cleaning bathrooms. But hell yeah, that's exactly what happened. Talked about um, Kimberly Clark. But there are, there's an endless list of these that involve our government, and it doesn't, I'm just picking the ones, I, and I, yeah, I'm giving examples from the Walker administration, but it's every administration in the state of Wisconsin and every other state that does the same thing. People that knock on your door, that promise you fill in the blank, for which you will take credit and keep your job, are the ones who get the tax credits and the grants and paving the way to make sure that they're able to set up shop in your state with as few limitations and as much taxpayer money as possible. When I hear libertarian, I hear, let's not do that. And I'm okay with that. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, let's see. Number one priority at this time, this listener says, number one priority at this time is to defeat Dems. Any vote for other than Republican helps Dems. I mean, that's, I guess, if you're, that's, uh, see, if libertarians are the best candidates, have them win Republican nominations. What? Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, this kind of thinking is what keeps you trapped in the same model of, you know, and having the same leaders over and over again. 608-785-7914. Let's go back to the phones. Let's see what we have on the phone. People don't like libertarians. They don't want to hear about libertarianism. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi. Uh, I'm just going to say my piece and hang up. Yep. I just wanted to stand with you and say that uh, I totally think it's the voice of reason and logic to want to hear and give equal opportunity to people to speak, um, such as libertarians, with Democrats and Republicans and whatever, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm standing with you on that. All See right. you later. Mike, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And, I, and, I, and thanks. Thanks for taking the stand. I, unfortunately, the, the Wisconsin Broadcast Association, of which we are a part, does not also believe that. You know... The Wisconsin brought, and I was critical of this earlier this year when they were going to have a debate and they were going to select, uh, what is it, the top six or the top five or some ridiculous thing. 
of the Democratic candidates for governor. They're going to pick the top five. Yeah, you guys. We're going to push you guys on stage. Remember that? <laughs> and they wound up canceling it because it was absolutely freaking ridiculous. And that's what this is. And that's what this is. So, anyway. All right. 608-785-7914. 785-7940. Oh, man. Seriously? Is he going to fire me on the air? What's going to happen? No, seriously. What What did he say? I mean, I could hang up on him. Well, I mean... I, he wants to address the issue, he said. All right. All right. I don't know if that's your no, issue. No, no, that's or... fine. That's fine. I mean, if this is going to be a pink slip, I might as well just face it. Let's go ahead. Dick Record is on the air with us. Uh, past president of the, the Wisconsin Broadcast Association Foundation or whatever the hell it is. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Mitch. Hello. There are um, two arms to the Wisconsin broadcasters. One is the association, the other is the foundation, which does charitable stuff, uh, including sponsoring those debates. Uh, I'm a member of that board, and I voted to allow all candidates to appear. Unfortunately, I was outvoted. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah, what's the reasoning for excluding them? I don't, those other, well, I think it was more time and the number of people uh, involved. Yeah. It would have been, what, 12? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Democrats, sure. Yeah, I was thinking about tonight's debate, but, yeah. Oh, tonight, well, tonight, I don't know why they cut out the Libertarian. That's only three. Yeah. And the Libertarians make a lot of sense. Well, I mean, they bring something to the debate. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, care. yeah I, I just, it seems, you know, it, it makes. I think, and somebody brought this up earlier. It, it makes there's a, it makes the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association seem as if it's only chasing dollars of Democrats and Republicans. That's what it makes it look like. Well, they're the only ones spending. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I, I appreciate you clarifying all that. Okay. All right. So you can come back Monday. I appreciate that too. Thank you very much, Mr. Record. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Dick Record. <laughs> that could have gone really bad. That could have gone bad real quick. More to come. Stick around. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk, BM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. It's free for all Friday here on Lacrosse Talk, BM. Meaning, of course, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything that's on your mind is also on mine. You do that through the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's how you do it, 785-7914. For instance, if you'd like to talk about a dude in his super heavy-duty Ford Lariat crew cab giant pickup truck that parked across all the cycle parking spaces in the Main Street parking ramp today, feel free. Guy, Illinois plates which is not surprising in any kind of way, right? Well, I don't know. This will be fine. I'll just park my truck here. Come on. Uh, that shouldn't be one ticket. That should be the number of tickets that across... I mean, the number of parking spaces you're taking up. You should get multiple tickets for each parking space. Seriously, like long bed, crew cab, super heavy, do super duty, four Larry, la 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 gonna park here i'm big i can just take up as many parking spaces as i want my goodness all right well that's fine and you know the, the great thing is is that he's he knows that he's parking there with impunity because although he's getting a parking ticket he will never have to pay it like he won't have to pay that there is no way that the city of lacrosse 
can collect that money for their parking tickets. So he knows very well, dude from Illinois, that when he parks in that parking spot and gets that parking ticket, that the Seagull Cross will never collect for it. And parking with impunity. Eh, whatever. I don't care. Ticket me. My truck's bigger than yours. So that was today. Anyway, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you could send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. At Phil Anderson, Libertarian for Governor Honor, in the last hour, he is in Madison tonight. He will be um, he will be uh, uh, holding a, a demonstration, um, or no, he'll be part of a, uh, a march of the debate, I don't know. Mm. But a demonstration in opposition to being excluded from the uh, gubernatorial debate tonight, um, which is being held by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, Tony Evers and Scott Walker. Tony, e- Tony slash plagiarist, no, Tony plagiarist Evers is what we're going to call him. If you didn't, this is good stuff. So Tony Evers in his budget that he submitted, looking for money, you know, need some money. This is my budget. Tony plagiarist Evers. And, and I, it's not, it's not him writing this. That's it's somebody, it's somebody in his, his office. you know what? It's some millennial that's just sitting there going, oh man, because he was given direction. Dude was it was given direction to go f- dig up some information that backed up this uh, thing that we'll need some extra money for to have more specialists in schools. So guy went out, went to Wikipedia, grabbed some stuff. Cut and pasted and put it in the in the state's education budget. Uh, well, apparently that was uh, that was found out today, or actually Politico reported on today. So uh, Tony plagiarist Evers on stage with uh, Tony with Tony with Scott Walker tonight in Madison. You just can't be the state superintendent of schools and have part of your budget plagiarized. You can't do that. I mean, you know, you get kicked out of school for that or something. I don't know what would happen to you. But you can't plagiarize your budget and then expect to continue to be school superintendent. Just a wrong, wrong move. Just a wrong, wrong move. Yeah, and I know, I get it. He didn't. He didn't write it right. He didn't put it in there. But it looks bad. It looks especially bad because he he blamed his staff. Yes, you're right. My budget had uh, whole sections of information lifted from another source, and it wasn't accurately uh, notated, and uh, I apologize on behalf of my department. So that's tonight. That should be fun. 608-785-794. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com, when it comes to stick around, because I can't wait much longer. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's how one would do that. Use the Better Hearing Center talk, a text line, call in or text in, either way you get in. 608-785-7914 on this free-for-all Friday. A chance for you to win a billion dollars. One billion dollars. You can't win if you don't play. By the way, you're not going to win anyway. But yeah, go ahead. (laughs) The crazy thing about... So if you haven't heard this already, so the Mega Millions or jackpot thingy is up to a billion dollars. That happened today. So that that drawing's tonight. If if nobody wins tonight, it goes to $1.6 billion probably on Tuesday, which would make it the um, biggest... Lottery jackpot in U.S. history. The the thing that I do not understand, the odds are, it's my understanding, and I, I maybe I get this wrong, but the odds are the same no matter when you play, right? And I don't I don't get, so it's not 
So people will jump on the bandwagon when it's a billion dollars. They're fully going on. They're going for it. When it's a billion dollars, like, oh, man, I got to give me a ticket. But when it's $200 million, you can't be bothered. So I'm just going to submit to you that um, probably for most of us, now, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that I'm speaking for everyone now, there are some people in this world where there is a significant difference between a billion dollars and $200 million. I mean, it's $800 million. But for most of us, that would not make a difference in the grand scheme of things. Would it really make that much of a difference? It, at the end of the day, you have a ridiculous amount of money that you have no idea what to do with that changes your life, probably mostly in a negative fashion. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Honestly, I believe that your best bet in terms of playing the lottery and winning the lottery, you don't really... If you're, if you're most people, if you're m- most everybody who's listening to me, you don't really want to win more than, say, $3 million. Because at that point, you're just like, I got a retirement fund. No, I'm not cutting you a check. But if you go into that... 10, 20, 50 million dollar range, suddenly everybody wants to be your friend. You don't know who you can trust. And, and you lose all your friends and your family members and you get divorced. And then you buy some ridiculous, like giant truck and park in the cycles parking spots in the main street ramp. There's a sweet spot that you hit for most people. That's not everybody, but most people. We're not, you know, most people are just, we're just, you get like, so what do you, when people ask, when you, when you ask, when the man on the street thing, right? When, when the people are doing interviews, when people are getting interviewed for why they're buying a lottery ticket, what are you going to buy when you buy a lottery ticket? Well, I'm going to buy a house for my mom and then I'm going to pay off my cars and I'm going to get uh, tickets to a Broadway show. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Good. $200,000. So what do you do with the other like billion dollars? No idea. Nobody has any idea. They don't know what. We don't have, we don't, can't even conceive of what that is. I'm going to buy a uh, hockey team, I guess. I don't know. So, I don't know what you, I mean, what, I don't know what you're doing. So, I think that if you're going to pay, play, don't play the lottery because, it's, you know, what if you win? Then you're, then you're done. Then your life is over. If you win, your life is over at a billion dollars. If you're, if you're playing at $3 million, you're fine. It's again, it's just, you, you've got a retirement account and then you tell, you, you're not cutting checks for people like, yeah, I got enough where I can, I got a retirement account, but that's about it. I can't really help you out there. Sorry. You get a new pair of Michelins or a new set of Michelins for your car. Buy the, buy a nice, uh, get a, that nice new dog kennel you've been looking at. You buy an island, right? Why would you buy an island? I mean, you buy an island. A lot of people don't want to live in an island. A lot no. of people like people. You don't like people. You would buy an island. But then you could determine who gets to visit. So right, see that's the thing is that people that, that there are people like you who want to be who want to be far away from society, live as far away from people as possible, and just have animals around. And then there are others who kind of like you know we like going to coffee shops and restaurants. You and, don't you don't get to do that anymore after you win the billions of dollars. That's what I'm saying. You then that's why you don't play when it's a billion dollars. You unless only play when it's like five me. million dollars or less. Unless you're like me, you, and then you buy an island. Most people aren't like you. Or maybe they are, which is, you know, scary. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch, at 1410wyzm.com. We'll go to uh, number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I never bought a lottery ticket in my life. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great investment. 
I got everything I want now. If I had too much money, my son-in-laws would start being good to me. Right. You don't want that. Exactly. Then I would really have a problem. I know. Anyway, I'll bet you Mike Hayes is glad you're coming to work Monday afternoon so he don't have to fill in for you. Uh, yeah. That would be better. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would bet that. Yes. Yes is no. the answer to that question. Anyway, I, I can c- completely agree with everything you were talking about before. Okay. In which, what was I talking about? Oh, the, liber- were talking about, the Libertarian about the elections and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yep, Usually, yep. you know, we don't agree 100%, but I'm with you 100%. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so you got one Norwegian on your side right. for the next I, seven well, days. Sometimes all you need is one Norwegian. That's all it takes. Yep. Thanks, Absolutely. Mitch, and no. keep your powder dry. All right, I will do. Have a great weekend. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds talking about Phil Anderson uh, earlier. Phil Anderson, Libertarian for Governor. He has been excluded from the debate uh, tonight with uh, Governor Walker and Tony Evers um, because the Wisconsin Broadcast Association has got, they're smarter than the rest of us, I guess. I'm just, I'm kind of irked by the whole thing, frankly. The move they made this this year with, they were going to have a debate of all the Democratic candidates for governor, and there was like 12 of them. And they decided they were going to have six on stage or something like that, which I think was just dumb. And now this nonsense where you got to be pulling 10 percent and have 250 grand that you've raised in order to be a viable candidate to be on stage i don't know i just i think guys like phil anderson bring something substantial to the debate i really do and i know and i get it i understand republicans out there they can't stand libertarians because they see them as taking their vote i know i know i don't agree i don't think that that's exactly the case I don't think that a libertarian is another side of a Republican. I think it's an entirely different animal. But I understand why you, 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 you know, you, I understand why you don't like them. Uh, the closer right. So they're closer. Yeah. As someone just sent me a message, they're closer to Republicans than they are to Democrats. And I would agree with that. Absolutely. They are. That's absolutely the case. It's just, to me, it's not, it's not reasonable. It's not fair. Um, just there's, there's, you may not agree with them. You may not agree with them, but I think they add something to the conversation. So just as like, just as um, uh, who else is on the uh, the the ballot? Um, who's to find out who's on the ballot for for governor? Um, it's like uh, the constitutionalists. I think the, I feel like the socialists are on the ballot. I feel as if you have a debate, if you've got Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, and the Socialist Party of America. Don't you get a better understanding of, or at least a better picture of some of the key issues in um, in this in this upcoming election? I would think you do. Have them all up there, you know. Get the so just so that you Republicans don't feel like you're getting robbed. Have the Democrats feel like they're getting robbed by the socialists who are stealing their votes. Mary's on. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I, I, I understand your point, but I'm thinking back to this past election when, got, my gosh, what did we have, like, uh, running for president? Weren't there something like 10 or 12 people up there? Yeah, I mean, 15 And or so it wasn't until a few of them got knocked off that you had any kind of a, well, they hardly barely even had a minute to answer a question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it just seemed like you didn't really get a good feel no, from anybody. No, 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 no. And it was, it was a show. when it yeah. comes to TV and broadcasting time, you know that. Time is money. Yep, 
Absolutely. And so there's only so much time. Um, I early voted yesterday. I oh, I like okay. doing that since they changed where we had to vote. Sure. I, we used to be able to vote over at the South Branch Library, and now everybody goes to one of the banks there on Losey. Mm-hmm. And um, it's ugh, not convenient at all. <laughs> Too, no parking, just yep. always crowded. Yeah, it's a mess. So yeah. I, I like to do the early voting at City Hall, and you can do that mm-hmm. until November 2nd. Yep. Yep. So for anybody listening that wants to do that, it's just an easy way with nice weather to get it finished up. Yeah, do it on your time. And as far as um, the Socialist Party, I'm finding lately some of the people in the Democratic side, they're almost unrecognizable. It's it's almost gone to socialism. I, I just, I'm just amazed by what I'm hearing lately. And, um... I don't think I'm old-fashioned. I'm open-minded. But we don't want to live like... All they have to do is look at what happened to Venezuela when they changed that country over to a socialist country where everything's free. It's not free. Then the country's broke. Yeah, and I appreciate the call, Mary. Thanks so much. We'll uh, take more of your calls coming up. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening on a free-for-all Friday. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about anything that's on your mind is also on mine. Uh, I had an email from a listener who said I'm, I'm exactly right on when I was talking about the uh, lottery you know, that you don't want to win tonight. Billion dollars, you do not want to win a billion dollars. Trust me when I tell you that. Unless you are a loner like Rick, who hates humanity like Rick, despises people like Rick, you don't want to win a billion dollars. It will destroy your life. It will absolutely ruin everything. Now, if you want to ruin everything, if you want to start completely over, reinvent yourself and become uh, something that's entirely different and want to separate yourself from all of your, all of your loved ones and your, you know, your friends, your family, everything. If you want to do that, then yes, you want to win a billion dollars. But otherwise, you don't. You don't want to win a billion dollars. Not at all. Not in any kind of way. Because you're thinking, man, I can't wait. I'm going to buy that boat, and I'm going to buy that house, and I'm going to buy that coffee maker, and then I'm going to buy a pair of shoes. I mean, seriously, you have no idea. It's a billion dollars. It's a ridiculous amount of money. And people will take the lump sum. I mean, take the annuity. Because that just, that one year is good. I don't need any more. I'm good. That one year is good. Crazy. You don't want a billion dollars. I really, if you're if you're playing the lottery, you want it. Mean it'd be cool to splash that fifty grand. That fifty grand would be kind of cool. You're like, eh, I'm gonna buy a new car. You know what? I'm gonna pay off that. Uh, I'm gonna pay off the balance of my house. Thank goodness for the lottery. You want to win big money? Big money for you should be. I'm. I think I max out. Max out at three million. Because then you're just saying, I just got my retirement account. I got enough for my kids' education, retirement account, and uh, and the boat that I'm gonna buy. That's about it. You don't have to worry about people knocking down your door. Well, I really don't have. Eh, I got a couple dollars, but, you know, it's just a retirement account. That's all it is. So I'm glad that somebody else is on the same page with me with that one. Because it makes the most sense. I've thought about this long and hard, as you can well imagine. So this is re- the reason why I don't buy lottery tickets. You know, if you go if you go beyond $5 million, I'm like, I don't really want to risk anything. It's too much money. You can have too much money. You can go too crazy. You saw what happened to Elon Musk, right? That guy is crazy. Too much money. That's what happens. That's what happened. Bill Gates, he's got, he's got like a whole company that, that's trying to give away money. He's got, you know, he just he can't, he's got he's to have an entire entire foundation to give away money. Because he, he has so much, he's got to give it away. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this money. What am I going to do with all this money? I got to give it away. 
What am I going to give it to? Ah! Imagine the stress in your life trying to figure out who you're going to give your money to. I don't know who to give money to, right? Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the two dollars. Is that what it is? Two dollars? How much is it for a lottery ticket? No idea. Really? Is the fact that it is 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 there an underlying like what is happening to society in that these lotteries keep getting bigger and bigger? You know what I mean? Like people are getting more desperate to win money because they don't have money, therefore the lottery keeps growing. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't understand why it, people don't. I mean, nobody's hit on this thing since July. I can't figure that one out. I mean, people are buying the tickets. Why? I mean, just basic numbers would suggest that it's one in it's one in three hundred two point five million. Those are the odds. With the number of people buying tickets, you got to believe sometime between now and July twenty fourth, some between then, somebody would hit on this. Thing. One in three. What is it? One in one in three hundred two point five million. Those and are the, the odds. Uh, that can't be right because then you would just buy all the tickets. What and- are you talking about? It is right. It is. It's clearly right. That's. It's, I guess it would take long. Do they do this every day? I don't know anything about the lottery. Is it every day they draw this or once a week? That's like twice a week. Is it twice a week? I think it's like Tuesday and Friday or something. Or Wednesday so and Friday. I don't know. You couldn't get enough machines to print off every... Because like, you, you could buy every ticket match, right? You, you, you could buy, buy every ticket combination. You buy every number. You yeah. buy every combination. And then you would automatically win... A trillion dollars. The, the, a billion the dollars. Yeah. Because it, it would cost you three point two, whatever you said, three hundred two, three hundred two million dollars yeah, to a, buy the billion. A, but then taxes a, would probably take back seven hundred million of that, right? <laughs> so it might just be a wash. You yeah, might, you not, might break even. You might break even. I bet wouldn't taxes be about seven hundred million on a billion dollars? I don't know. I don't know. We need somebody with uh, well. There's probably there's got to be a, somebody with better financial acumen than I have. Because somebody, I mean, clearly. If it was a good, inv- solid investment, Bill Gates would be doing it right now. Or, or um, well, you'd have to have a whole team of people buying because the ticket machines wouldn't be able to print all the, before someone else would buy a ticket. You know what I mean? Would you just get your own ticket machine? Like you just buy your own, you buy your own convenience store, and then you just have your own ticket machine, and then you just keep pumping those numbers in. Because because you know you're going to buy all but one ticket, and then the other guy bought one ticket under your, you know, while you're trying to print off all the tickets, and then he wins. Oof. essentially your money what if you had like three hundred two million four hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine? you bought all those tickets and one guy got the other one you'd be really you know disappointed i think so for winners of five thousand dollars and more all states automatically deduct 24 percent in federal taxes uh, but state taxes obviously vary right hmm. So if if you win in New York, I'm guessing state taxes high in like New York, California. Do you just change your address quick and say, "Hey, I actually live at my parents." I don't think you can do that. You live at your parents. Just then again, you're a billionaire, so do you really care? But it's going to be like maybe like hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's a little profit there. I don't think you can game it like that. Where uh, uh, for the most part, winners pay taxes where they bought the ticket and mm. then can get a credit on their taxes in their home state. Huh. Imagine going to your like your tax. You have the same tax person, right? Like right. every year, yep. and then you win this, and then you take them the the trillion dollar or billion dollar thing, and they just be like, uh, uh, I don't even like someone in lacrosse, and they would just be like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, you're gonna need to go somewhere bigger. You got to change your withholding. You know, you, gotta, <laughs> you have to you have to change my withholding for the rest of the year. That'd be really difficult to do. No, you wouldn't. I'm just kidding. Warren Buffett is Warren Buffett buying a lottery ticket. Warren Buffett probably doesn't buy a lottery ticket. Has Warren Buffett ever bought a lottery ticket? I'm going to go no. I would be really mad if I was behind Warren Buffett in the convenience store line. and he's Because you always have to wait like an extra minute for these people that are buying lottery tickets. You're like, come on. 
Can't there be a better way? <laughs> Warren Buffett's in like the Omaha, you know, Super Seven or whatever the hell it is down there. They have like he's in he's in Omaha and he's like he's hanging out and um um he's uh he's going to the convenience store because he just put gas in his car and he's getting like a Diet Coke or something. And he's up at the counter getting a getting a lottery ticket. Probably not. You're probably not doing that. <laughs> Well, here's a story from 2016, but the taxes have all changed, right? Like, this would be outdated now. I don't know. Yes. I'm going to go yes. Because it says, like, f- you're in the top income tax bracket at 40%. Mm, the so government will withhold 25% before the money even gets to the winner. So uh, Somebody's in for payday. <clears throat> yeah, don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Don't do it. Don't do it unless you want your life to be ruined. If your life is already ruined, go ahead. If your life is already crap... Go ahead and buy the billion-dollar lottery ticket. You have nothing to lose except that $2. I think it's $2. But if you like your life in any kind of way, do not do it. Because you know that once you win it, you have to tear that ticket up or cash it in and then realize how miserable your life is. Don't do it. Urging you. Those, You know what? I'm seeing an increasing number. So in lacrosse, uh, for those of you who uh, don't get around to the downtown lacrosse area, and, and there are obviously a lot of people, but on Fifth Avenue in La Crosse, right by the post office, there's a, I can't think of the name of the church. It's right on the corner of Fifth and uh, Fifth and uh, State, right? Fifth and State? Yeah, Fifth and State. So there's this uh, church there, and there's a, an increasing number of people who are hanging out in their sleeping bags and sleeping there overnight. And I don't know exactly what's going on there. Is it um, Cornerstone? Is it? Is that what it is? Cornerstone? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I, I gotta. I have to find out because I'm not. This is the first year that I've seen this. I have not seen this before. Apparently, there's now there's this like whole group of homeless people that are gathering right there, and they're all just against the built. Maybe the building's warm. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but they get their sleeping bags and coats and luggage, uh, all kinds of things. I have not seen that before. But if you win a billion dollars, if some for some reason you hit on the jackpot tonight, the first thing you should do is make plans to find a way to make sure that those people are not sleeping outside on the sidewalk in the wintertime. Figure that out. You could probably do that with a billion dollars. That might be something you could do. It's still, your life would just be terrible. But at the very least, you'd be making a difference. And you could do that now, too. I gotta. I just have to... We need to find out what's going on with those people because I, I've never seen that before. I don't know why they're there. Um, I don't... Is it... The, I guess the shelters don't open until... Or the, the warming center doesn't open until November 1st, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe it's just... That's just... They're in the waiting pattern, a holding pattern. I don't know what that is. I feel like that's, that's just not something I've seen before. Um, so, no, I'm not buying a lottery ticket. Just because. Yeah, I don't... I kind of like... Like things the way they are. I'm okay with it. Uh, let's see... Really gonna. I would buy. Go ahead. Really gonna give you a hard time if you secretly buy one now and uh, win the billion dollars when you're back here on Monday, right? Yeah. (laughs) Would you come if you did? Would you come back and do the show Monday? Of course I would. (laughs) Yes, I am that sort of dedicated employee. But no, but you wouldn't Tuesday. Would you on Monday? Hell no. (laughs) I ain't coming back here. Come on. I feel like the phone calls would be. Phil says uh, I would buy twenty zipper pavers and start fixing county roads. (laughs) <laughs> you'd be a hero to all of lacrosse you'd be like the world like, he could run for any election in wisconsin i think like he's just like billionaire what'd road. you do i fix the roads fix what's the your roads. what's your view on health care i, I fix the fix roads, the roads. <laughs> that's all that matters president of the united states <laughs> fix the roads 
The Crosstalk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds, the Crosstalk PM and WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Our apologies to Jennifer Schilling. Couldn't fit her in. We'll get to her at some point in the future. You have my promise that we will at least try. Do not buy a lottery ticket. Thanks to my love to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk on Monday right here on the Crosstalk PM.